0: This is a podcast by The Straits Times.
1: So that's it. It's over. The greatest Premier League title race has ended and Manchester City are the champions. Liverpool, for all their effort and their record points tally have to now lick their wounds and look forward to the Champions League final on June 1st. So how did we get here? I'm Straits Time Sports Correspondent Azali Abdulaziz and this week on A Game of Two Halves, I'm joined by our rather glum-looking uh, resident Liverpoolian, Jonathan Robert. How are you, Jonathan?
0: And that's how you're going to start the show, is it? That
1: is precisely how I just started the show. <laughs> and fellow ST Sports Correspondent David Lee, who doesn't look so glum, but he's a Man fan, so he ought to be. How are you, David? <laughs> Feeling great. Uh, And we are going to dissect the recently uh, concluded Premier League season. So right off the bat, I have to apologise, I guess to JB, for my part in this whole situation. It probably had no part to play, to be honest, in the grand scheme of things. But in a Game of Two Halves podcast in, I believe it was December, I said Liverpool could and would probably sew up the title. You promised. (laughs) You told me I shouldn't worry. In fact, when I said I'm
0: cautious because you never know, you told me Ah, everything's fine. Don't worry. They've got it sewn up. Liverpool, all the way. And you listened to him? No, well, I was cautious, and then we had a following podcast. Mm. Well, you confirmed I, that. Yes. A few few weeks down the line, I you confirmed it. it. Yes, I
1: reiterated yeah. it. And, I, I and where are we now? Well you know you guys were the champs for 21 minutes on Sunday night after Brighton took (laughs) the lead right so but you know in my defence I did not expect Liverpool to draw four games four hours six in February including at home to Leicester and and away to West Ham all for Manchester City to win 17 of their 18 games you know and by the way that one defeat that City had was my Newcastle so you're welcome
0: the stir I'm giving Cesare at the moment (laughs) is the hardest stir I've given to anyone ever you're throwing it on them now that your prediction was correct, but Liverpool
1: ruined it. I wouldn't want to <laughs> throw Liverpool under the bus, but you know, they well, sort of rolled under there. I have their to say, I
0: mean, I'm not immensely cut up about everything. I'm feeling a bit zen about it because we have had an extraordinary week of football. I mean, we, we have had
1: well,
2: mother it, of all comebacks.
0: Well, the mother, father. I yeah, don't the know bec- because the because gentlemen. because. Tottenham did uh, try and rival it as well the very next day, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a strange thing to not be that cut up because also it wasn't a we weren't really looking at our match that oh we must win this and you know it was all on Man City to lose it. Mm. We were hoping Brighton turn it around and say somehow miraculously and for one brief moment (laughs) like could it be yeah could it be and then of course the the machine rolled in. No, but, but,
1: but it's it's interesting you say that because I was at the Singapore official Liverpool Supporters Club screening of the game.
0: Did you mention that you predicted it?
1: On Sunday. Mm, probably not, no. In a room of 300 <laughs> uh, Liverpool fans, I, yeah, probably not. Lah. You know, and the vibe I got was that of op- optimism and, and defiance. You know, no no bitterness, no sadness, no one hanging their head, mm. uh, you know, after the game. And it really seemed like they were confident this is different in a sense. This team has a Premier League title there in them.
0: There are a couple of reasons for that, I believe. One is that Liverpool are in an exceptionally good place at the moment We have a great manager who's clearly there for the long run He's built an amazing team I mean, just an astounding team We've got two Golden Boot winners for this season And the Golden Gloves winner in Alisson And any other season, that amount of points would have just trounced everything mm. It's just an extraordinary mm. thing that we're against this And I can't wait for the coming season I can't wait for June the 1st, come what may because I think it's Liverpool has never been like this for such a long time and, and it's amazing. we have huge amount of confidence
1: it's amazing what 11 months can do because I remember we were sat across each other a few hours after Loris Carriers, you know, oh. uh, and his... St- I, I don't remember that still. What, what, <laughs> and and what happened? And his star And then we were dissecting, you know, what Klopp needed to do yeah. and stuff. And the air or the vibe then and now is so, so different. So uh, let me ask this question to both of you. So which... Was there a point, rather, in the season that you felt was the turning point in the title race? So, you know, maybe JB first?
0: Well, the draw against Everton was the Biggest slip-up for me. I know it's arguably, but that point, that was the ninth game to go, I think. It was tenth, around there. But yeah, it was just that that's kind of slip-up at that point. Still, only one loss throughout the entire thing. But that just felt, oh, that's going to cost us at some point. Especially with the Man City machine coming in. I would just say, as well, that it will lead in probably to David's point. The other reason we're not so sad about it, I think, is that we don't particularly care about Man City. They aren't a great rival, certainly for me. Man City are just an entity. There's no rivalry there. It's not a Man United. It's not even a Chelsea or Everton or anything like that. It's just another entity there of you know, this kind of like Real Madrid, they have bought the most expensive team.
1: And again, I'm not picking sides or anything, but, you know, like I said, I was at the Liverpool Sporters Club. There were, you know, over 300 people in a in a tiny ballroom. Uh, and we had a couple of interns over at the Man City side Thunderbird Bistro where there were less than 30 fans. <laughs> uh, and that was that was it, la, you know. So well, I guess it describes, it paints a picture, la, right? So Dave, w- which
2: moment in the
1: season did you believe was the turning point?
2: I believe uh, it was the game against City, where Liverpool looked content to play for a draw. Uh, I think Pep went as far as to say if they had lost that game, uh, it would have been over. That would have been the dagger to the heart. And if Klopp and Liverpool showed the kind of intent and attacking mindset they had playing Barcelona at Nou Camp, they eventually lost 3-0. I believe they could have got a better result than the defeat and that could have directly affected City as well, you know, mentality. But Mm. City ended up winning and that gave them a boost.
1: Okay, now, while a lot of eyes were obviously on the title race on Sunday and the two games that decided it, another result also stood out once everything was said and done. That was Manchester United 0 Cardiff 2. That's Manchester United, 13-time Premier League champions, losing at Old Trafford, the theatre of dreams, to a relegated team. So how, Dave?
2: It's not the first time we've experienced a bad result against a relegated team after drawing with Huddersfield. I'm quite numb, actually. Looking forward to the next season like JB, but... For totally different reasons.
0: What are you Uh, hoping for?
2: New players. I mean, it doesn't really matter who the manager is. Of course, I say that loosely. I think Xoxia should still be trusted to start a revolution. But he must be back. Whatever players he thinks is necessary, the board should just go all out to assist him to get. At the moment, they're talking about Daniel James. I don't think the priority should be another attacker. Liverpool and Man City have shown that they've spotted weaknesses in their defence which needed to be fixed, and they've gone out there and done the business. It's exactly the same what United need to be doing. They can't carry on with Ashley Young, Phil Jones, Chris Smalling. Valencia is on on his way out, and and I hope they'll get a brand new defence.
1: Now, if you're enjoying this episode of A Game of Two Halves so far, do subscribe to us on Apple's Podcast app or on Google Podcasts or even on Spotify. Do like it and give us a rating. Back to our show, now we move on to the second half. Just like the Premier League title race, it all boils down to one game for the Singapore Slingers. That's Game 5 in their ASEAN Basketball League finals, which takes place at the OCBC Arena on Wednesday night. David, you covered games 1-4 to four, and most of their run to the finals. Can you set the scene? You know How significant is this achievement
2: where the Slingers are right now? I think it's a great achievement for the Slingers to be back in the ABL finals. It's their third final in four seasons. And compared to the other teams, I think they've done a great job. Most of the other nine teams in the league, they have a big budget. They are dealing with uh, local players who are full-time pros, whereas for the Slingers, only three of the local players are full-time professionals. The others, one of them work in a bank, one of them works with the police, and there are many who are students and waiting to go for national service, etc. So I think it's a really a great achievement that they've managed to pull this off against stronger opponents and make it to the finals again.
1: Oh, well, you were in with the team in Surabaya for Games 3 and 4, right, uh, against the CLS Knights. Can you tell us what that was like? Any crazy stories? We read a couple of reports, you know, about the team bus being harassed and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, that, that was just one of the unfortunate incidents that happened after I practice one of the practices before Game 3, where the bus was harassed by some locals who were upset because of an earlier incident where they were almost knocked by the bus. But the team showed great character to focus on the game and took down Game 3, 63, 60. The atmosphere was electrifying, you know. It was in an arena where there was no air conditioning. It was hot, humid. Fans came equipped, armed with air horns and drums. And they were right in the ears of the slingers, you know. It made team talks difficult, made communication and focus difficult. But somehow they got the job done. But in Game 4, it was another story. Of course, the Knights, uh, there are no chump change. They are also worthy finalists. They managed to turn things around and take the series to the decider.
1: Just a sidetrack here, but it is kind of insane how the atmosphere can get at indoor games, right? I mean, I've covered a few netball international games and a couple of slingers games and because of the enclosed atmosphere, the the, yeah, the acoustics, and, yeah, the acoustics and, and everything, yeah, it, yeah. It just it's really deafening at times and a really great experience uh, if you're a sports fan. So, if you haven't ever caught a game in an indoor arena, maybe this would be the perfect and time, you, right?
2: And you better go get your tickets fast because as far as I know, game 5 is already sold out. But they are attempting to add a fourth stand to take the capacity to more than 3,000 maybe. So yeah, I, I think fan support is really very important and, and you can really see how much the players appreciate it and how much they are pumped up by all the support. This is game 5 This is decided This is the end game And if the Singapore Slingers Are to win Their first ever ABL title I think The local fans Must show up In full force To bring them Across the line
1: Adding a stand To an indoor arena A day before the game That's the wonder Of the sports hub lah. And million billion dollar facilities Looking ahead To the deciding game What are The Slingers chances You know You mentioned The local support But do you think Pressure will come into play Also I mean An expectant home crowd like you said, you know, you've know never won the title before. Could this have a detrimental effect?
2: I, I don't think so because both teams will feel the pressure. Both teams have never won the title. It's just one game to win it. it it'll be who turns up on the day itself. It's got to be 50-50. I think the game will be won or lost primarily in defence. That's what the Slingers game is built on. If they are locked in defensively, I don't think the Knights can see this through. I think the Slingers will win if they get themselves defensively locked in. Balance of play... Uh, if you look at the squad list, I think Indonesians might edge it a little in terms of their imports. They have the experience of Daryl Watkins who has played in the NBA before. Doug Herring has played in and one the Canadian League. And they have a couple of mixed heritage players like Brandon Jawato who absolutely caught fire in Game 4 with five three-pointers. So defense will definitely be key. I think our locals, they have stepped up so far but they will need to step up further if they are to close out this series.
1: And on that note, there's the final whistle, bringing to a close a game of two halves. Thanks, David and Jonathan Robert, who has been very quiet the last few minutes. Yeah, you're welcome. I've been
0: scheming my revenge.
1: <laughs> oh, I look forward to that. I
0: look forward to your predictions for next season.
1: I, uh, I look forward to... You Shen- say
0: nothing about June 1st. Nothing. I was,
1: gonna say, I was just going to mention it, that. Do it. I'll Who's going to win? <laughs> I'll respect. For our listeners who cannot see this, JB is uh, you know, completely in black top and bottom and, and shoes... So he's he's mourning something, I don't know. I thought
2: thought Grim Reaper.
1: I'm not sure. (laughs) Not quite sure what.
0: I've come to collect.
1: (laughs) If you enjoyed the episode as much as we did, do subscribe to a game of two halves on Apple's Podcast app or on Google Podcasts or even on Spotify. Do like it or give us a rating.
2: That was an SPH podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and streaming on Google Home do send your feedback to podcasts at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at straightstimes.com and bt.sg.